All right. So you ready to dive into episode three? Yes. Let me take my gum out because I don't want to get eviscerated <laughs> for that. Okay. <clears throat> I was talking to my mom because she's been looking at um, silk flowers and stuff for bouquets for me. And I was like, hate to say it, but I think we need to boycott Hobby Lobby. I know. I'm like, I really, I really don't. I really don't. I it know. is one of my, it's one of my happy places. Mm-hmm. And I, I love it, but like, I don't condone any, and I even wanted to work there for a second. I was like, I really, yeah. because they have such good hours and they're closed on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And I feel like they would give me Christmas off, you know? Oh yeah. But if I had to work in a store, I feel like I would like to work there. Cause I would know more stuff. You know, I don't know. Yeah. My friend worked, my mom always wanted me to work at TJ Maxx but, and Home Goods, but my mm-hmm. friend worked there and she's like, if you're not on the registry, you're just in the back loading or unloading trucks and like building furniture. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't need that. Home Goods would be fun to work at though. It would. Because there's so many interesting stuff there. Like you never, mm-hmm. things that you never knew you needed. I like those kinds of stores. Mm-hmm. But it's also like a Karen magnet, I feel. But so <laughs> Hobby Lobby, probably even more so. True. <clears throat> but she was like, yeah, Hobby Lobby's been under fire before. A long time. Too. Yeah, for, um, they don't give them their employees insurance. Birth control. Yeah, birth control. And I remember that, but I didn't, I guess we can get into that, into the thing, but I didn't know that he was so directly, the CEO was so directly involved. I, didn't I thought either. that they just liked, at, like, I just thought that they liked the policy there. So that's why they were supporting, but I didn't know he was so involved. Yeah. They said like the number one. Yeah. Okay. So welcome back to, I almost said, welcome back to shiny, happy people, but I mean, welcome back to Raised on Reality. We are going to continue our recap um, and give our thoughts and opinions on Shiny Happy People, episodes three and four. Yes. So episode three is all about umbrellas of authority. It is literally called under authority. Yes. Yeah. It was something. So again, it. I think I messed up with the last one because I said that episode two opened up with the Megyn Kelly stuff, but I think it was episode three. Oh, okay. Unless they both did. Um, or I could just I be know. mixing stuff up. But so yeah, it opened up with Jill talking about her obligation into everything. And, you know, like Derek said, it was a suicide mission. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jim Bob exploited his children point blank and there's no excuse for it. And he needs to pay literally and figuratively. For sure. And as like holy as they claim to be, um, I'm surprised the girls were just okay. Well, not okay, but I'm surprised the girls just lied like that. But I think, I'm sure girls. that they manipulated them into thinking it wasn't a lie. Yeah, I guess. Like, when, that, <clears throat> you know, you, you can lie for your family, but obviously they've done it a lot. Yeah. That's not new. Yeah, very true. And Derek was like, yeah, we were engaged and I had no idea this had happened. So I wonder if Jill was ever going to tell him if she didn't have to. What do you think? I think she would have told him maybe after they were married or after yeah. after they weren't on camera anymore. Because I know she really didn't want anyone to know. I think maybe that or it would have come out that way or she might have just it could, I mean, it could have been it, it could have been anything. Yeah, you know, she could have she could have just woken up one day and, you know, felt especially if she had started her deconstruction anyway, like she did. If that had happened anyway, I'm sure it would have come out. True. It had to have at some point. I mean, that's a pretty good thing to hide from your husband. Yeah. I think, I don't know who said this. I think it was Chad. I think he said, but somebody, and it really resonated, said like fundamentalism, fundamentalism exploits people who have no other option. And I was like, that is so true. Yeah. It was deeper the first time I, (laughs) when I heard it, but like, if you think about it, this episode also dug into, well, Jill and Derek basically were explaining that even though the Megyn Kelly thing did not keep the show on the air, which at the time I really didn't know that's what it was trying to do. I just thought it was them trying to clear the, you know, do damage control. Yeah. But apparently it was, I mean, it was damage control, but I think it was also, I guess they were also trying to get the show back on and show like, oh, everything's fine. There's no, you know, 
there's no reason to cancel anything. We're everything all good. Yeah. And yeah, really, I think when it came out and they were like, oh, we need our show to feed our like 12 or 16 children that are still at home. And Michelle and Jim Bob were like, well, we're not going to get jobs. So girls, right. Get out there. Do your still, thing. And we're going to take your money. Yeah. And it was just so sad that the girls were expected to be the breadwinners because it was on Jill and Jessa to keep the show going. And I didn't realize, I mean, I, it makes total sense, but Jill and Derek were like, you know, weren't exactly planning on that. Yeah. Maybe they expected like an episode or like, you know, like the special, because at first it kind of was a four part special, three or four <laughs> parts. Cause of course we have to show Jess's birth because yeah. they had to make that money. They had to collect that bag. But yeah, I, th- I think Jill and Derek did think it was just going to be short. They're going to go to El Salvador and they were, they were kind of like, okay, like my dad wanted us to continue the show like or continue the ministry, but mm-hmm. you know, we've done our part, like we've set our piece and now we don't want to, like they probably weren't thinking at all about money at that point. They were like, well, Derek's going to go to law school and he right. has a job working at Walmart for a little bit. Right. So I don't even know if Derek was going to go to law school at all until they got litigious with the money. That is, yeah, that is a very common theory. Like, did Derek go to law school and everything because of all this? To sue Jim Bob? I could see it either way. I, could I think too. it is interesting that they didn't talk about, not that they, not that it had anything to do with the special, but that it was never mentioned that he did go to law school. Yeah. I guess now that I, now that they say it and think about it, it doesn't matter. But it is—it's just so sad and de- degrading and sad <laughs> that it's degrading yeah. and sad how the girls were expected to carry on the show, like on the backs of the abuse, and then give it all to Jim Bob, mm-hmm. all money from it. Yeah, exactly. They put themselves out there to clean it up or to try, and they were still expected to do everything else yeah and Jill and Derek were in El Salvador and they that's when Jill said like she stepped out of her umbrella and was like no I can't do this for you no no I wonder how that conversation went and she was worried that they were gonna get off the plane and they were gonna arrest them for yeah breaching their contract she was like does this contract hold any water yeah and I was like that's a very intelligent (laughs) I don't know maybe not I was like, that's kind of, sounds kind of smart. Like she was worried that Jim Bob was going to have Jill arrested. Yeah. Jill. We're, we're not even arrested, just, just it, confronted. Yeah. Scared. It was interesting too that, oh yeah, Derek was like, so the producer said, we can't film the show with you or with your, in your home. Cause that's too close to ground zero. So it's going to focus on the kids that are out of the house. Right. But Jim Bob still weaseled his way into counting on all the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, the way that they got so lax. Oh, they did. Because at, at first they said like Jim Bob and Michelle will not be on counting on. Yeah, ever. And then surprise, surprise, guess who's on counting on? Yeah, and in the first few episodes they were there. They protected them or like they protected Jill. Not protected, but like she was more anonymous when she was kicked off, not kicked off the show, but she was more anonymous, like during, you know how she was attended Jess's birth with Ivy and that was on the show. Like she was more painted over and anonymous in those episodes than Jim Bob <laughs> and Michelle were yeah. at the beginning counting on. And then I think she was at Lauren's birth and like she, she talked, but they didn't show her. Yeah. She might have even been at Joy's. Actually, no, I can't remember, but yeah. I'm not sure, but they did a much better job of that. And I remember in real time being like, or thinking like, I remember them saying that Jim Bob and Michelle weren't even going to be in this. And now they're like hosting and doing talking heads and mm-hmm. bullshit. Oh yeah. They went, they went to the big house all the time. Because it's like, oh, well, obviously we have to show them it's because Ginger lives there and Joy, you know, all the girls are living there. So Yeah. I remember the very first episode of Counting On. It was it was just a lot of them crying. And yeah. I was really excited for Anna's interview. And she really let, us, let the whole world down. Yeah, she really. Oh, I made a promise on my wedding day. She really fumbled the bag. 
him. Like, yeah, he made he made a promise too. He didn't. Yeah, he, you don't have to either. Right. If he broke it, there are a lot of better things that you can do. She could do so much better. Oh yeah. Because she seems so nice. But that's neither here nor there. I just I still can't believe another like I said with the moment when Jim Bob was saying, "Oh yeah, we weren't going to tell Kaylee about his the molestations." There were the other moment where I was like, "Okay, fuck you, Jim Bob," was when when Joe was talking about the contracts and mm-hmm. and saying, "Oh, I signed it before the day before their wedding." The day before, and they're like running around the house with the money. Right. I'm like, like, she could have thought it was. It could have been, you know signing just to pay for the flat just anything like what a jerk and then scumbag and then when Derek was like well we want to get paid and he he was like what do you want how much is it worth and then what do you want how much I can give give you ten dollars an hour that's so degrading I make that babysitting I know I make (laughs) yeah yeah $10 $10 an hour for filming your birth yeah. on a huge network. That is so absolutely disgusting. I know. And then and then he said, like, around that time, some of the boys were becoming adults. And he's like, well, I'll, I'll have to give them a lump sum, minimum wage, because the boys are starting their businesses. Yeah, the boys got some businesses they want to get into. And uh, yeah, like congratulations thanks I don't know like what would you want him to say it's just so sad I um, remember I don't know if this is a law but I thought oh, Coogan, that, Coogan accounts huh sorry uh, I gotta stop interrupting go ahead oh no what were you saying I'll tell you after oh um I don't know if this is this is a law but I thought on for kids on reality shows they like put aside like a trust fund kind of so I think that is called, it's called a Coogan account because this child star in like the 30s or 40s or 20s, I don't remember, Jackie Coogan, it's all because of him because his parents stole all his money that he made as a child. Mm-hmm. And I mean, a lot, it's still going on, but um, so kids should have Coogan accounts, but I think it's only, I don't know if it's only for the state of California, but I think it really a lot depends on the state laws of the state that you're in because I think there's also been some discourse about like um the Gosselin kids yeah I was gonna say I know the Gosselin kids had one because I remember in Hannah's interview she said like I always expected to use this money for college like right just gonna treat it like a college fund Mm -hmm. so yeah but I guess they didn't have to do that in Arkansas surprise surprise sketchy yeah Oh, and in the contract that they signed in 2009, Jill said she was listed as a minor, which, I mean, all the kids might have been listed as minors. And that was still, I think, valid to for five years. And so I was thinking, so they signed that contract before their wedding. So that was 2014. I wonder if they signed another in 2019. I wonder if when everything came out in 2019, like the, well, at first I was like, oh yeah, that really lines up for when they stopped filming. But then, because it would have been 2019 when then all the Homeland Security stuff happened, but no, because they still filmed in 2020. Cause they had those, like that small season with like yeah. Gracie's birth and, and Jim, uh, Jessa and Ben grocery shopping. Yeah. They, and they had their little COVID episode. Yeah. So, so yeah around there 2020 and I wonder if like the 2019 one that they might have signed was like the one for the one that you're in for life I thought that was the 2014 it could have been both yeah well they said life but he meant your life is property or is like what's the word I'm thinking of your life is like anything in your life is allowed to be on camera if you sign this oh for five years okay. anything in your life is allowed Allowed is, what am I thinking of? Like, not like, viable. Yeah, it's, like up for grabs. Yes, exactly. Like up for grabs, up for, yeah. Exploitation by so They did sign their life away, but only like every aspect of their life for five years. So, and then of course they were able to get, I don't know if they were able to get out of that contract, but they didn't finish it. 
So I could see them doing something. I could see Jim Bob or TLC being like, well, you didn't finish out your contract, but they didn't say anything about that. So maybe not. Yeah. Cause Jill was just like, we were done. Yeah. Walking away. And then, and then Derek talks about this text he got. (gasps) Oh my God. That That was like paragraphs and paragraphs. And then Jim Jim Bob did you no wrong. He trusted you with his beautiful, untouched virgin daughter. Gross. Who Who do you think sent that? I have some theories. Ooh, I want to hear the theories. Um, I think it it was like someone very closely related to Jim Bob and Chad Gallagher. Like someone in the, in the, that worked for his PR. Oh, well, then I don't know if my theories, <laughs> I had different theories. It? I mean, I just was thinking about all the men around Jim Bob at that time. Mm-hmm. And I was going to say, obviously, Josh, apparently he has the technological information to do that. Um, send it on Actually, a burner. Well, I was going to say anybody can get a burner phone. That's neither. Anyway, um, David Waller, because he's so IBLP, like, keep everything everything's fine everything's sunny you know and because also because he was at josh's trial yeah a lot he wasn't he like bill gothard's last assistant or something he could have been i think he was pretty high up because i just watched i was just for no reason watched one of the videos that anna and priscilla did and they talked about whenever they were court he she was courting David because she, that was when and we'll I'll talk about this in a minute she was sent not sent but she got to go to got to go to the training centers I think she was even at headquarters she, maybe yeah I, I heard and that she too. was working yep well she is and that's where she met him. Out. right and submissive as hell apparently so I think he was pretty high up because if you're a guy and you're still working in one of those through your 20s, like him and Brandon Kylan, mm-hmm. um, you must be doing something. And I mean, he was at that episode of United Bates that we did where they went to the conference and he was there. Yeah. Like as if he were facilitating everything. Yeah. And like running everything like a wedding planner. <laughs> it, it did seem like that. He was like running around giving orders. So mm-hmm. that's a good thing. So- I think he and I I think he organizes a lot of the conferences and that's why he and Priscilla live in Big Sandy now. Oh. And I've looked up their housing stuff and they were given the house by like basically by the ministry. They're horrifying people. Yeah. So I think it could have been him just to be like just sinister sinister things probably go on between him and Josh and Jim Bob. But then I also thought maybe Paul Caldwell or Dwayne Swanson. I don't think so, but those were like the two other men that I could think of that were really close to Jim Bob at the time. Well, seemingly close. Yeah. Paul Caldwell and Jim Bob were really good friends, like right up until around that time. Yeah. Or up until 2021 or something. Are they not like, did they have a falling out? I've heard different things. I'm pretty sure they did. Yeah. Not that that makes Paul Caldwell any better, but anybody who has a falling out with Jim Bob is my friend. You know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. So just kidding. I don't like Pastor Caldwell. Didn't they like in just like them and their however many kids they have go live with Joe and Kendra and their. They lived. I think they lived in um, a Duggar property. For a minute, I'm not quite sure, but yeah, something like that. Yeah, I remember that. That was weird. It could have but, been Paul Caldwell. Yeah, those are just my theories. Good theory. and, or it just it even could have been <laughs> Jed, mm-hmm. since I'm on such a Jed rampage I know. lately. So anyway, then they go back to the IBLP survivors, and they explain all about working in the training centers. Mm-hmm. And I think working in the training centers for like close, close knit IVLP members was kind of like going their version of going to college and like getting accepted to a big college. Yeah. It's kind of college aged members 
that were working there. Like I said, Priscilla worked there. But um, it was really just like free child labor. Yes. And free secretary, free, free everything. Yeah. Unless you're David Waller and probably his assistant. In Ginger's book, she talked about how Bill Gothard would um, take groups of like t- girls age like 12 to 14 and be like, oh, you don't need to focus on dating and courting yet. Like come, um, come work with me for the next five years and take a vow of singleness or for 10 years even. That's Just so sick. Come, Yeah. Come work with me and take a vow of singleness. So I read that. I was kind of like, Janet, did Janet do that? Yeah, that's him getting the best years of their lives. I know. Well, okay. So when we, you said, when I hear about the long or not long, the blonde hair and curls, I thought about how, I mean, I think any of the Duggar girls could have been, would have gone to journey to the heart, but I know for sure that Aaron Bates and Jana Duggar, yes. because they did, because a couple right before, literally, I think it was Thursday before the documentary came out. I had like finished editing our podcast for the day or whatever. And I was just getting, and I was just in the mindset. So I went on the website to just kind of explore everything. Mm-hmm. And I found like, obviously I went to their, their Vimeo account and was watching a bunch of videos and there's one, and it was kind of like a podcast setting. Um, it was like a podcast studio and it was Jana and Aaron probably around 2012. Oh, I remember this. Yes. And I didn't watch the whole thing because I just was looking at everything. Like I was just, I bookmarked it because yeah. I was like opening everything. And then I think I saw it. this kind of recently too. Yeah. And they were talking. And so basically they were talking about journey to the heart and I'm sure it was very depressing and sad, but they sounded I was like, so uncomfortable. She, they didn't sound, she didn't sound like herself. It, no. I only really heard Jana or Aaron because it was like the the interviewer, and then she asked Aaron, and I didn't I didn't keep watching. It, yeah, it was a lot of word salad and complimentary yeah. things about the program and Journey to the Heart and how it grew them closer to the Lord and stuff. But yeah, yeah, they they seemed pretty uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I don't even remember. Okay, so the two of them, I was like, I bet they were Gothard girls. Well, I don't want to say, okay, not Gothard girls. And that's a, that's going pretty far, but I wonder, but they were never really gone that long, seemingly. Yeah. I think Gothard was careful not to, like we said last, yeah. Yeah. Like get too close to them because I mean, these two families are IBLP royalty. Exactly. And he couldn't afford the bad press like directly from them. And when, when they, when the accusations of Gothard first came out, Michelle was like, oh, well, these women just have bitterness in their hearts. And that's why they're making these accusations. A cup of bitter water. Yeah. That's... But I know in Ginger's book, she did say, and she was really excited, like Gothard took her and Jessa and Jill and, Jan- and Jana, Jana? Um, out to dinner. Uh, and, when? Um, I don't remember exactly when. But it was after Bill Gothard went to their house. When was that? Ginger was like eleven when they went when he went to their house, and she she said they Sick. they were so excited and they cleaned the house. Mm-hmm. Like I remember so this. much that the house smelled like bleach for a month, and Ginger was so excited to play foosball with him, and she lost on purpose so that Bill Gothard. That's so creepy. I mean, and she wrote all about all this in her diary, the one that I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. She talked about how just like looking back at the little girl that wrote that she was just like, that is wild. How much we shipped him. Okay. Yes. And on keeping with the training centers and everything, the headquarters, I think it was also a way for. I don't want to say, I think it was a way to get like numbers down for four families, not in a death way, but, but but, okay. So like a poor family, like the Kellers, like the Kellers exactly can say, oh, you get to go. Not that it's the point, but you know, if a kid gets to go and live at headquarters and they don't have to. Yeah. Because they're like one less mouth to feed for a little while. Exactly. Exactly. 
so the training centers had prayer rooms and you could be locked up in, and that was for if you were sinful and you could be locked in them for hours up to weeks, up to day or up to days, up to weeks. Was nothing but a Bible. Yeah. And sinful meant like your heels were too high. Yeah. Or you used tampons. What is it with tampons? Like, why is that bad? I know. Well, the girl said she had the tiny bit of a heel. The girl, I can't remember who it was. Was it Lindsay? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She had like a tiny bit when, and when she's, she was like, when I say a little heel, like barely a heel, like mm-hmm. a heel to a shoe because it's a shoe. <laughs> um, but of course, whoever her like group leader was thought she was, thought it was slutty or whatever. So she was in the prayer room for four days. Because of a shoe. Ridiculous. So ridiculous. And the Duggars make you think like when they were sending Joe and when they were sending Jana, like they're so excited to like, they made it seem like they're going to like a fun little summer camp. Yeah. Like this is such, they've been looking forward to this. Yeah, exactly. It's so gross. And it was so gross how some of the survivors, not all of them, but like a few of them still call him Mr. Gothard. Yeah, Whereas, like did. the ones that were, I mean, yeah, Jill, but like even some of the ones that were really far out still call mm-hmm. him Mr. Gothard, whereas some of them call him just Bill. Don't put any special, any honor on his name. It's Bill. Yeah, he doesn't deserve a mister. No. So that was really sad. I mean, not, I could be really reading into that, but it was just something I picked up on. Yeah, I noticed that too. Mm-hmm. So they also get into how the teachings spread to polit- how it- Gothard starts to get into politics and a lot of stuff that actually I didn't really know. I mean, I knew about certain things. It was kind of jarring to hear Sonny Purdue. Yeah. Cause I remember being in like first grade and being like, yeah, Sonny Purdue. Not really, but like when you're a kid, you're like, cool. That's the governor. Yeah. That's I what it was on TV. Yeah. It's the governor. But yeah, so that was rough. Mm-hmm. But, um, and they showed that clip of Mike Huckabee kicking somebody out of his little, it looked like church supper. Oh, and he was like, you don't know that family. Yeah. I do. Mm-hmm. Also, Mike Huckabee has the same face as like, have you ever seen those masks that they used to make of Richard Nixon's face? Yeah. That's exactly what he looks like. Not Richard Nixon, but those masks. Masks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For sure. And not only are the teachings and not only is the cult reaching out to politics, but but it also is getting taught in prison. And there was this really unsettling clip of that guy being like, this is why I came to jail to learn this. I'm like, I'm sorry, what? You came, you committed a crime. Was it like one of the prison ministries that Anna's dad? I don't know. They never showed it. I honestly... I don't think, well, who really knows, but I think Jana's, Jana, I think Anna's dad just did prison ministry to do it, but I don't know, but not, they didn't show any of that. I highly doubt, like, why would would you try to get sent to jail just to get tortured some more? Uh, Well, not even torture. I mean, I know people that go to jail so that they can have food and medical care and stuff I know that's housing yeah but um just that guy being like this is why I came to prison like I'm sorry you did, what did you do to do this this is it was weird so weird and then they go back to Jill and she's talking about how TLC was like okay and then you're gonna come back and film and they're like no we committed to 10 months in Central America like you guys knew that and they're like okay, then we're going to come down there. And that was also when she was like, I thought we were going to get arrested. Yeah. And then they show pictures of the contract they signed. And I noticed this before with something else, but Michelle doesn't use cursive. She doesn't have like a cursive signature. I don't know if she ever learned it. That's what I was thinking. I'm sure she did because her kids know it. At least they can sign their name. name. But I just thought it was so odd and childish because I've seen that with, what was the document that she signed with the heart? Oh, the, gosh, eye? the prison letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Letter was the that. Judge. And I mean, among other things, that's like how she would sign Bibles and stuff, or like her books and stuff. But um, yeah, 
I, uh, that's what I noticed. It's because like everybody would be like giving their little shh, <laughs> like squiggly signature and she's writing out her name. So I don't know. I just thought that was odd that she's. Yeah. That yeah. Was, and I didn't really think about this either till the documentary. But when Derek was like, we didn't want to happen, want what happened to us, what happened to Anna. And then it showed Anna like giving birth on the toilet while Josh. Yeah. Stood there and was like having a baby in the bathroom it's like oh that right after he got up from burned his nap. in my brain oh my god yeah his nap yeah right after he after he got up from his nap and I was like I remember that episode just like seeing it once but like that must have been so traumatizing the camera's like in her face while she's on the toilet getting yeah birth. honestly I don't think she noticed the cameras I think that's something about the birth I think she was so focused on literally giving birth that at that point I don't think anything I don't think it mattered but yes, I agree. And it was just gross because every time I think about that now, I think about when I was watching this the first time I saw, there was like a, like a little bottle of olive oil on the counter behind, like next to the toilet. Gross. Yeah. So I don't know. That was, that really scarred me. Yeah. I, I don't blame Jill at all for not wanting her birth to be yeah and it's sad that it had like she lost like has no rights to her own body and it's disgusting yeah I can't believe she lost that but you know not that it's great that she got a c-section I'm you know that sucks and I'm glad that she was able to get a c-section and that it was a good you know everything was okay but at least she had that privacy yeah for those 10 minutes that she was in there yeah I need to know more about the sexual assault at the training centers. Yes. And just, it, not that it was, not that they needed to go into every single sexual assault ever, but even throughout this entire documentary, it, you know, it was just, it's like every once in a while it was, you know, mentioned by somebody that assault was rampant in this cult. And the Bray, I can't, because I'm so terrible with names. I know Heather and I know Lindsay because of their hair and mm-hmm. then everybody else I can't remember except for the the oath out but um one of the blonde girls who was the one that talked about the guy just coming into her room was it Tia I think so and was just like I didn't know how to you know be like oh, I don't, don't want you in my bed yeah I don't want you in my room please leave because I, you're just taught to be submissive there's no really you know, you're not taught how to handle that, obviously. And so I'm like, if that was like, how many times, how many times had that happened? Apparently they had a crying out rule. Oh my God. The the law of crying out. Yeah. I wrote it down. Oh, I just wrote down the law of crying out. But yeah, the law of crying out was basically like, it looked like a freaking Bible verse. Just basically saying, if you don't cry out to God while you're being assaulted, then you are complicit, basically. Or you wanted it to happen. Or you're accepting it. You're not saying no. That's the same people that think that, like, if you're being raped, you can't get pregnant. Right. Your body well, if, you're, if you are raped, maybe you should have done this or, you know. Yeah. Exactly. It was always the woman's fault. Mm-hmm. And it was so gross and sad that the girl was like, I think it was Heather that was like, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I was almost jealous of my friends that were assaulted because they made it seem like you were holier. Yeah. Because like God chose you. Yeah. There was a very, very small percentage of girls who were actually raped and not just making it up or being dramatic. And like, yeah, they, um, when asked like why God would let this happen, it was like, cause yeah, I like to use you as, mm-hmm ministry to help others and like God's using you yeah because you're so if you're untouched then God doesn't need you you're not worth you know you're not important he doesn't see how he can use you Mm -hmm. so she was jealous of her friends that were assaulted that's so sad sad. that is the I mean but it's such a cult mentality to have yeah and obviously she was not serious anymore like yeah she had obviously come a long way. It was not a current thought. Yeah, she was even like, that is so weird to say out loud. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it is weird. I know. 
Do you want to talk about the Steve Gothard of it all? Oh, the brother? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was working, I guess, at headquarters and accused of a lot of sexual misconduct within headquarters by the women. And instead of firing him or taking care of it or whatever, he sent, or Bill Gothard sent him to the Northwoods campus, which is in Michigan where they have Journey to the Heart, I believe, I think, because that's what they showed. Mm-hmm. And they're like, instead of getting him help or taking care of it, they sent him to, he sent him to a quieter place, you know, a more low key. So basically a place where he could get away with it. Yep. And nobody would talk about it because there wasn't as many people. Lots of patterns here about. So many patterns. You would just never. I mean, can you believe it? Right. Sending people away to quiet places because they did something horribly wrong. Yes. And they said any girl who disobeyed Bill got sent to Steve. Mm-hmm. So that was harrowing here. Yes. And then I thought it was weird. They mentioned that Gothard was like, well, why don't to handle Steve was like, well, why don't we have him marry one of the women? And yeah. apparently everybody was like absolutely opposed, which is really interesting to me because that does not sound like something that they'd be opposed to. They're like, even the board, the board, even they were opposed to having him marry. I was like, see, that was not very shocking. To, I mean, it was shocking to me that they were opposed. It is. People who but believe in exactly, this shit. That's exactly what Jim Bob tried to do to Josh. Like, well, let's well, yeah, married. exactly. But, um, and do you think that begs the question now that you say that obviously Josh and Anna were conducted because when they had the website like years ago and I read their little love story and I was like, oh my God, I don't think they ever courted. No, like, I mean, officially if- courted because if- when I watched the, I, I watched the engagement a couple weeks ago, you know, every once in a while, I like to go back and watch the balloons and <laughs> the gator land and whatever. I um, do. It cheers me up. It always makes me smile. Yeah. And I think when he called Mike Keller, he, you know, mentioned something like, can I propose to Anna or like get to know her? And I can't remember what he said, but it was very much like a combination of like, can I propose and court her or like court her to propose? And then I saw do you remember the AMA on Reddit of her friend? No. A couple months ago, her friend did an AMA. It was like, we don't know who it is. And I think it was pretty credible. And yeah. obviously they were verified. And she said, I think she confirmed basically that their engagement was contingent and like planned to go into action at midnight when she turned 20. Or their courtship or relationship or whatever. At midnight. Yeah, so I don't think they ever courted. Well, yeah. Um, and I think they, they were arranged. Well, yeah, they, they did never show that courtship on the show. I guess they were like waiting to see how it planned out, but everybody else's courtship they showed. And with the proposal, it was just an episode one day. It was like, surprise, Justin yeah. engaged. And we were like, who is this girl? Who he had mm-hmm. a girl? What? Mm-hmm. And, um, after watching this, I was like, I always heard, or I'd heard before that Lauren Duggar, do you remember the, the rumors of Lauren being like her dad thought she was getting to be too rebellious. So he sent Mm -hmm. her to marry him or whatever. Yeah. Which I don't really believe, but after watching this, I'm like, well, maybe I could see a little truth to it. I don't think that's really what happened, but I could see a little bit. Maybe they do that. If yeah. misbehaving. I, I mean, I'm going to put it past them. And then it was just jarring to see all the clips of Jill, like old Jill, interspersed when she I would know. talk about stuff. And it's just, it's rough. So with all the people opposing and marrying, a, you know, one of the women, they come up with the Matthew 18 rule, which is basically you can't complain mm-hmm. because he's the leader. So get over it. Yep. Like. No voice. Yeah. And I mean, that's stretches to 
all through like the families and everything, like everybody got up. Everyone has to abide by the Matthew 18 law. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what exactly Matthew 18 was. Like it was scripture. Um, let me look it up. I got it. Truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes lowly position. Wait, are they their King James people, right? I think so. They like the KJV. They don't like the NIV. I think so. Yeah. Uh, verily I say unto you, whatsoever ye shall bind on earth, that shall be bound in heaven, and whatsoever ye shall lose on earth, shall be loosed in heaven. I, I don't, okay, so I don't know how that ties into, I'm not very, I think it's, yeah, I don't know. This one says, he called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child and the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So I think it's basically Jesus warning us that we must be willing to sacrifice because nothing is worse than facing the wrath of God. So basically sacrifice telling and tattling for being righteous. They like interpret- the more that, the more that yeah. you, the less that you tattle, the more righteous you are, I guess. Yeah. They interpret these things all the wrong way. I'm, a, I'm interpreting it wrong, but yeah, they must. Cause mm-hmm. I, I'm still having trials. Like, let me just look it up. And then I'm like, I can't even, I think it's basically just like, well, I mean, they just explain it as a new law. That means you can't tattle. You can't tell. Mm-hmm. Sorry. But what were you going to say? I think it basically means just like, when it says like be like little children, I think it, it just means take care of one another. Yeah. Like, take care yeah. of people. Like they're children, like be welcoming and stuff to Yeah, or just like I could be no, I don't know. <laughs> or like My take care of little children, like mm-hmm. keep it on the down low. Keep everything between us. Mm-hmm. Don't go, but uh, who cares? I don't know. It's they made a law where nobody could tattle and they would just get away with shit. So then we meet Emily Elizabeth Anderson, who my heart breaks for. Oh my gosh. It was so sad. Yeah. She was essayed by her dad Mm -hmm. and her mom, you know, couldn't, she was one of those where they didn't have a choice. Like I said, like they said, fundamentalism exploits ones who have no choice. Yes. And she got sent, well, I keep saying got sent, but they wouldn't think about it as got sent. She got the privilege of being sent to headquarters. And she was, there are a couple different things, like stories with her, but she was basically personally groomed by by Bill Gothard. Very personally. Like, wasn't she like 12? And he said, as soon as you turn 14, I want you to come. Something like that. Like, And he he said, like, don't let her get away. Yeah, he told his assistant. Uh, yeah don't let her get away I don't know or keep an eye on her or remember her or something you know just something creepy like that that nobody should be saying about a 12 year old and yeah she said the blondes get picked to go to headquarters and I said that's obviously explains a lot why Jana and Aaron were if I had to pick two daughters who I know were the most seemed pretty involved I would say Jana and Aaron mm-hmm. also because Jana I think was just the right age where everything was like really at the height, like Journey of the Heart was really at the height and um, the show was popular, but, you know, they were still getting away with stuff. Yeah. And they weren't super, it was when they were still really conservative about everything. They weren't, you know, eventually they started dressing better and everything, but yeah. Yeah. I think this was still in the perm days. Yeah. Kind of like that. But Bill Gothard did her so wrong. Like, she was already very vulnerable and suffering. And Yes. Yeah, he was like, you you know, I love you, right? Like, your dad doesn't love you, but I love you. Like, just taking so much advantage of her. Yes. Taking so much advantage of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And calling her dad and saying, you know, I think your daughter needs to learn to submit to you better. She needs to learn to respect you more. And then would hang up and be like, okay, well, 
I'm your new authority, not your dad. I'm so glad she got out and told her story. And mm-hmm. But the way that they were talking about, like the survivors talked about Bill and like described him, they were reading him for filth. Oh, yeah. They're like, he's got a little Lego head. <laughs> Illy fitted menswear house suit. Yeah, ill fitting menswear. Yeah. It's like Lego man too. Exactly. So yeah, they glorified the law of crying out glorifies sexual assault. And Emily Elizabeth finds so she details one specific event where she was very nearly assaulted. It mm-hmm. sounds like. Yeah. And then she was sent back home and just, I mean, back to her abuser. The dad was still at home. Like nobody. I don't. Exactly. I don't understand that. And what I don't know. Mom is trapped, I guess. (sighs) Again, no other choice. Um, And then she, so she found this website called Recovering Grace. And I haven't looked into it. I don't know if it's exclusively for IBLP survivors or just cult survival cult survivors in general but she found recovering grace and posted her story and somehow bill gother which i was like you really did all that like that sounds not like she was asking for it but like that sounds dangerous but she posted her story and bill called her personally and asked her like demanded she take down her comments like multiple times yeah Uh, oh called her just the fact that this man has access to so many of these women. He's got like clingy syndrome. Yeah. Obsessive compulsive calling. <laughs> Phone usage. Yes. Okay. And that was basically third episode. So episode four, I did not get the name. I think it was. It's about arrows. Yes. Like fill your arrow or yeah. something. Yeah. And it opens with Josh's pretty much confession tape. Yes, arrows activated. Yeah, it, and it opens with, it was just the, the HSI home, Homeland Security interviewing him. And it's just, it's, I forgot how dark and creepy it was. And he sounds so, not smug, it's just like, nonchalant. what a good actor. Yeah, exactly, nonchalant and indifferent. But he did even say, he was like, I'm not denying it's well I mean because because he probably thought at that point he could he's I mean it was like well if they they're obviously going to find something so when they find it they need to know who to pin it on and that's not me yeah and they need to know that I was maybe he's like well maybe if I sound like I was suspicious about it then they'll move on to somebody else Mm. you know like if I sound like I was kind of suspicious about it myself and thinking you know, maybe I can get them to move on and pinpoint it on the guy, Josh Williams or something, whoever they pinpointed it on. Yeah, but I think there was another one that worked there, not Caleb. They also brought Caleb into it, but I think there was another, but they could have been talking about Caleb. And Uh then they cut to the clip of Michelle saying, isn't it so hard when our kids go against us and bring us shame? And then she quotes a scripture like, he who goes against his mother or goes against God or something, bring shame upon his mother. Isn't that so true? <laughs> Ugh, just gross. By that, you might mean like the kid snuck a piece of chocolate when the mom wasn't looking. Right. This is a whole new level. This is Yeah, not- and like making light of it. Not that she was talking about Josh at that time, but yeah, probably was. <laughs> because, you know, that was when they're like, well, you might have heard about us. We have been having a lot of time. Well, let's talk. When JB is like, I'm yeah. sure you've been I'm reading the newspaper mm-hmm. uh-huh. or on TV. And but I was like, that clip is so manifested. I know. Bring shame upon your mother. And um, apparently Derek just like texted Josh and was like, hey, are they I know. investigating you? And Josh was like, oh, no, it, absolutely not. That's all I. Yeah. Deanna asked Jim Bob and he's like, no, it was an ex-con. No, don't worry about it. Because, you know, that's their MO. Deny, deny, deny. And I won- yeah, blame, I- blame, blame. I wonder why. I mean, maybe it's because it wasn't like proven, like the case hadn't gone yet. But when with the first scandal, the molesting, he didn't deny that. He Well, because he confessed it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but he like publicly like made a statement saying that he did. And then with the Ashley Madison scandal, he again made a statement because I mean, you could, it was proven. Although Anna said in an interview, she was like, when I first heard that, I was like, what, who would write such a horrible lie? Because that's all she's told. Yeah. It's oh, the media's after us. Yes. And yeah, he, he like tweeted another statement then. And then with this, he still didn't like, he never owned up to it. He never admitted it. Exactly. Yeah. Because he still thinks he could pin it on. I think they've kind of moved on from that, but there was still a a while where he was still trying to make that stick. Oh, yeah. Well, when he got his phone taken um, and sent to secure housing, wasn't it because he was working on his appeal? So I don't know if he's still working on an appeal. I think the appeal either got denied or they ran out of time. I know they tried to appeal. I think it got denied. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, the evidence was pretty clear. Oh, yes. Because like in the documentary, somebody said they could pinpoint just when and where he was getting and downloading these images. Yeah. To this day, I just still wonder what Jim, Bob and Michelle and Anna and everybody told the siblings like the adult siblings about the arrest and everything probably nothing well no just like what they're were they saying oh yeah ex-convict 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 or yeah yeah I don't know they they probably in the house like very mildly glossed over it and was like oh you know so we need to be praying yeah yeah we need to be praying for our family Mm -hmm. yeah that's it they probably didn't say anything else after that yeah but I mean like I want to know what they told like Jessa and Ben and Jeremy and everybody you know yeah probably not a lot and they were like well we'll see how it plays out because even Jill was like we were very curious to see yeah how it's gonna um, I wonder what they told the little kids too probably just people are after Josh point blank we're being persecuted because we're Christians because everybody's always persecuting them at all times. It's always something. And yeah. I mean, I'm sure Josh and Anna's kids definitely believe that he's innocent because that's what their mom thinks. Mm-hmm. I'm still so mad that we don't have footage of the trial because it was COVID. So oh. a lot of like Zoom. I know. Like, why can't somebody, anybody who, oh, it just, oh, I wish. I would have watched the whole entire thing. Oh, for sure. And like. People were interested. Okay, Johnny and Amber, that was a pretty interesting one. But I would have been like on it, like people were on Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Yeah, I watched the whole Casey Anthony one too. Oh, I didn't watch that one, but I know people that did. Yeah, I bet. I've gotten really into um, Law and Order, Mm -hmm. SVU, like really into it. Like I watch a couple episodes a day and sometimes I'll watch it and be like, I wonder how long, like how much time is spanning in this episode because it'll be like trial part. 36 and I'm like wait what <laughs> you know because they make it seem so short yeah they make trials seem like it's three days which some are but like sometimes they're not mostly not yeah um I wish I could have seen the judge get mad at Jim Bob and be I like, know <laughs> Jim Bob was pulling a Justin Bieber do you remember when Justin Bieber got arrested and he had that whole thing and he was just like sitting there like I don't recall oh, yeah. like so smug I don't know I was I don't care for him he's not my I don't have any strong feelings about him but I was like that little prick yeah, it was so too. annoyed by that. And I was oh, like, I it's so stupid. But he was literally pulling a, a Justin Bieber. I don't yes. know. I don't, I don't know. I don't remember. I know nothing. Yeah. Like, what a waste. I know. I wish I could have seen that. Mm-hmm. And like, how disrespectful can you get? I know. And then he has the audacity to run for office. Mm-hmm. While Josh is on trial. Jill was funny. Like when she was like, yeah, I got the text that he was running for office and I was like what now mm-hmm. also I did we think Jill was gonna testify we did um okay I can't too. I was like now that I think about it it's coming back but it, when she said that I had to like rewind and I was like wait she was gonna testify but now that I think about it I do kind of remember and then we were yeah. all like who will who did they get instead enter Bobby Holt yes and yeah Jill walked in and was like we I was prepared to testify against my brother, but I guess they got what they needed from someone else, which mm-hmm. I'm, I'm glad that the judge allowed that to be used in the case. Cause yeah, but uh, 
question about that, like whether the past can be used for this case. Well, okay. Now that I think about it, I'm glad because at first I was like, I wish it would have been Jill. But now I am glad because it was going to be about the past no matter what. Like, what else is she going to, she's not going to talk about present. She was only going to testify about what happened in the past. Yeah. And, and I'm glad that she didn't have to relive it on the stand. Me and that too. Bobby could do that. And Bobby gave more details about Joy too. That Oh, yeah. I, I Like, Joy was too little to remember, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that a while ago where. Mm-hmm. I still think people are like she obviously just didn't know and that's why she looked they looked so upset leaving I'm like or they could have just been upset but you know whatever but I do think that they didn't know because mm-hmm. obviously no one's gonna sit down and tell her Mm-mm. they and she wouldn't want to know all, all she was told was you were you were asleep and Josh made a bad choice the end mm-hmm. so then they Kind of take this far, I was going to say far left, far right, <laughs> sharp turn to the Joshua generation. Yeah. That's hard to say, Joshua generation. Okay. Um, I don't know. Probably something to do with Joshua and the Bible. Uh, okay. I don't, I have no clue, actually. But it's the far right, obviously, like, basically what they're preparing, they're educating IBLP kids to do by like being influencers and using their social media and and infiltrating government so yeah this Joshua generation shit I mean I just don't care I mean it was very interesting but it was just and I know the producer that did the AMA said that she wished she could have gone they could have gone deeper into this but they just touched on it and yeah, they, they talked to Paul and Morgan for a little bit. They were freaks. <laughs> Horian. Yeah. I didn't really know about them until, again, until a couple years, like a year or two ago when I got on Reddit for the, like really got on Reddit for the first time, like signed up and subscribed mm-hmm. to all the things. And I was in Fundy Snark Uncensored. Uh-huh. And I... Later I got out, I unsubscribed, but now I'm back because I got in and I was like, I don't know who the fuck these people are. Like it was Paul and Morgan and whoever this Brittany Dawn lady, like, I don't have the time to go into these people, but I definitely have heard a lot more about Paul and Morgan in the past couple, in the past year. And they seem delightful. Just Mm -hmm. kidding. The general consensus of like everyone on Reddit was like, they are so irritating. Yeah. Um, the special, like, he just seems like a dickhead misogynist, but she seems, she scares me. She seems kind of erratic. She's loud. And mm-hmm. she looks kind of like immature. Ginger. Kinda. She looks so much like Duggars. It's kind of scary, but yeah. also like somebody, I can't picture it, but she kind of has like Ginger's eyes. Yeah, I could see that. But they talked about how they met on Tinder and she was like, well, we met in a non-conventional way. And he was like, non-conventional for Christians anyway. I'm like, yeah, okay, anyway, who cares? Who cares? No, we, like, we don't care. And then they said like, what, what is the wife's job? To submit to the husband. And she was like, the wife's job is to submit. Ooh, scary, submit. Yeah. I'm like, get over yourself. Like, what do you think you're doing Sunday school? No. And she couldn't have thought of any other jobs or roles. Like, she could have even said cooking or cleaning. That would have been a better answer. Yeah, exactly. It's like, or you could say taking care of the family. Not that that's a good answer either, but it's any, better than I, submission. Literally any answer would have been better than that. Yeah. 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 It's better than, like, my one and only role is to submit. Yeah. And then they talk about Jim Bob trying to get back into office and... Jim Holt's like, yeah, I was surprised I got the text for the donation. Like after, <laughs> oh, at the trial, Jim Bob was like, you're just jealous. I assume at the trial. And then he still tried to get money yeah. from him. That little bitch. I know. Just and, a little rat bitch. Yeah, Bobby was like, and he said, I wouldn't trade places with you for a billion dollars. Like, yeah, absolutely not. No. To assume, to assume that someone is jealous of him narcissist narcissist oh my goodness yeah that was crazy Uh 
nothing's better. Nothing feels better than reliving, reliving that guilty verdict. <laughs> Do yeah, you remember delicious. Like, where you were? No. I, um, I was probably just at home. I was or, at home. It was like cold because we were at recess and I saw it on my news app. But the first one I saw was like not a reliable source. And then I saw another one like a bunch of other coworkers and stuff were all like, he was guilty. He was guilty. Yeah. I think I probably saw it on TikTok maybe because TikTok is kind of where I was getting because people are explaining it. Whereas like other places you have to like, I just, I don't have the attention span (laughs) because I don't know, but you know what I mean? Like I was basically following the trial through TikTok. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I would too. You know that, that lawyer on TikTok, she's blonde. Yes. Yeah. She's like, Yes, yes. I watched all of her videos during that. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I have unsubscribed. That's trials over. Sorry, Carrie. She was lovely. Oh, is um, and this is when we get Tia's story, which was also heartbreaking. Oh my god, yes. And sad too that they like Tia told her story and then they immediately show like Josh and Anna's wedding night. Yep. And she was like, on my wedding night. I was raped three times and then Josh and Anna go into their hotel room and it's like, Ugh. yeah, I know. I want to hear her full story. I want her to write a book. Oh my gosh. She would write such a good book. Mm-hmm. Because not only was she like run of the mill, not that there's run of the mill, that sounds demeaning, but like not only was she abused by an IVLP God fearing man, Gothard fearing man, I guess. Yeah. He planned to kill her and she escaped. By the skin of her teeth. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I was really lucky. I'm so, yeah. yeah, I was very moved. Me too. So sad though. She was yeah. like, I stayed, stayed pure, like followed oh, all the rules, got the My wedding, wedding was beautiful. Dreams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So sad. Yeah. That's heartbreaking. So glad she escaped. Me too. Uh, who, how about the, that IBLP lawsuit? Oh. <laughs> Yes. So some women, obviously his victims, not some women, Bill Gothard's victims filed a lawsuit against him. Emily Elizabeth from this documentary was Jane Doe number five, three, Mm -hmm. number three. And she said the statute of limitations had passed. So there's really nothing they could do. And not only that, but he countersued, I believe. So the plaintiff turned into the defendants. Mm-hmm. So that sucks. And then I can't remember who it was. Who was the one that said they went to Bill Gothard's house? Oh, I don't remember. I could not. Re- I'm sorry. I cannot remember her name. And that was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. And that was just, I mean, it was bold, but it was a odd story. Cause I just, I don't know what the point of that was. Like, what was she just to face him? I guess I'm not saying that that wasn't great. I think that was amazing and bold. I just, I can't remember what the point of it was. Yeah. I don't know. I get to like see how he lives or something. Yeah, I guess. Um, but that was crazy. So they tried again and the lawsuit went through and they won the victims won. Yeah. And then it said on the website, the ATI like was a, was a homeschooling. Yeah. Mm-hmm, curriculum through 2021 yeah yeah that was odd and then one of them facetimed their mom I'm like hold on what is going on to say like mom on the website it says it's like I don't know it was just I guess I guess just showing that it got oh well yeah 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 yeah. but I was like okay I don't know it was just interesting I guess it was just kind of kicking off the downfall of it all yeah so that's all I have for episode four yeah, me too. This is a little shorter. It was definitely shorter. I was not expecting it to be so short, yeah. but it did not feel short. And then didn't it end with the Duggar statement? Yes. Just <laughs> so that they two. love their family. And now we've heard Anna is choosing not to watch the documentary. Well, obviously, yes. And yeah, and she thinks that everyone in it is toxic, and so does Jed. Right. And and won't Jill- interact with them. Oh, Jill's book is coming out earlier. It's coming out, I think, on, on your my birthday. birthday? Yeah. So I saw. Birthday. I'm like, so I know what I'm getting for my birthday. Hopefully, I'll get a Kindle and then I can read it. 
because I kind of want to kindle. I'm going to read that whole thing in one sitting. I hope though it, it does go more into detail about like IBLP and everything and not just the financial stuff because it is called counting. Yeah. The like, and which then, I do want to hear about it, but I also want to hear yeah. the gritty stuff. Me too. Although the financial stuff seems to be what they're most mad about. And that's, yeah. and that's valid. Yeah. It seems to be like what they would write about the most, but I, I hope. But it's like a book is a book. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. And I remember Derek saying the word tell all. Like I remember him saying, like, I might write a tell all book sometime like years ago. Yeah. And I was I, like, oh, yeah. And it's here and that's so it's exciting. happening. I know. Yeah. I know. I'm so excited. Cause I was like, I can't wait till January. Are you kidding? I know. So and then somebody <laughs> said, I can't remember who it was, but they said the co-author, like a you could call it a ghostwriter, but basically the person who helps write the book, just a writer to help them mm-hmm. piece it together is um, actually a really good one and has oh. done great things before. So I'm excited. Yeah. Interesting how they, the, none of the Duggars, I don't think, except for Jill, ever said anything about Ginger's book. Really? Yeah. But hers was, I mean, she went very she didn't, she wasn't hard on her parents in her book at all. No. She like understood, like, I can understand how Bill Gothard would manipulate you. And I understood why they got swept up in it. And Well, that just sounds like she was calling her parents dumb, which I support. <laughs> but yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I hope Jill rips into them. I hope so too. Mm-hmm. I hope she takes them to damn church. Oh, that sounds bad. Sorry. <laughs> I hope she just takes them to church with this book. Well, I mean, Derek had a hand in writing it too so I'm sure it's juicy it's gonna be good well that was shiny happy people Emily do you have any last thoughts or feelings just again I really hope it helps someone I hope like other people see that and are able to know that like they have people to go to if they need help yeah that was nice they said you don't think anybody you feel like you're gonna fall Mm-hmm. And that nobody will catch you. But that's just the thing is somebody does. Yeah. And you will be taken care of. Yeah. I'm glad they have each other and they have support groups. For yes. The victims. Yeah. On to finding about, finding out about recovering grace. Yeah. All right. Well, this was not fun, but fun. Yeah. It was, it was interesting. Yeah. Was, it didn't. Well, it kind of lived up to my expectations. It did. Um, I mean, I thought they did a really good job, but yeah. it also just like rises so many more questions. Yeah, it just left me wanting more. Really, yeah, it makes me want more for sure. So season two, hopefully. Yeah, hopefully soon. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so next week we will be going back to our regularly scheduled programming with June Weddings. Yes. Um, and we'll talk about Jessa and Alyssa's wedding, weddings and go stream Shiny Happy People. Yes, definitely watch it if you haven't mm-hmm. already. It's and very bingeable. Yes, yes. And then leave us a review, a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Give us any kind of suggestions you might want to see. Our Instagram and TikTok is raised on Reality Pod. And yeah, send us a message. Say hi. Yeah, we'd like to hear from you. Yes. All right. We'll see you later. Bye.